This is the Cataholders Podcast, Food for the Journey. Season 7, Ideas to Help with Modern Life. Episode 6, The Biggest Thing Adults Don't Get Enough Of, Affirmation. Hi, I'm Michael and welcome back to the Cataholders Podcast. So I hope you've been enjoying this season so far and today's episode is a very interesting one because it's something when I've spoken to a lot of people about they've gone oh yeah that's really true that why don't we talk about that more so we're going to talk about it today so before we start I'd like to say a massive thank you to our sponsor they are the masterclass sessions click on the link in the show notes if you'd like to book yourself on the next masterclass session if you listened to last episode you know that Millie won the competition to choose either a full year subscription to the masterclass sessions or a free holiday so if you'd like that to be you all you have to do I'm going to do three competitions this season is send a send an email to michael at cataholos.co.uk and just say something you like about one of the episodes in the season. Or if you comment it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to these podcasts or on social media, you'll be entered into the draw and they'll pick one of your names and that can be you. Also, if you click on the link in the show notes, you can buy yourself a copy of my latest audio program, which is The Five Types of Motivation. I'm very proud of it to have this on global release this year. And if I said to you, do you want to be highly motivated? Hopefully you'd say, yes, please. (laughs) And if I said to you, okay, great, what's your process for that? You'd say, what? I don't have a process. That's where the audio program comes in. So if you like these podcasts, it's purely audio-based. It's three hours long. It's designed to be, you get it once, you can use it for the rest of your life. Check it out. So today's issue or problem I'm going to try to help you a little bit with is a very kind of, I think I don't think it's a modern one, this, but it's something that's always been around. But there's a lot we can do to help. And it's positive affirmation. If you feel affirmed, you've been told by somebody or someone or something, or maybe even within yourself that you belong, you're good enough, you're a good person. Yeah, to affirm somebody is to say, yeah, you're good. And as adults, we don't get a lot of this. If you doubt me on this, just think about it. Where do you get your positive affirmation from? As a child, hopefully you get it from your parents, from your family, from your friends, from your teachers. And the world's kind of set up, isn't it, for these lovely kind of programs and things that are all for children to affirm them and teach them things and kind of ease them into the world. And that's absolutely right, as it should be. But I remember doing a training session a few years ago and said, we don't get enough of this as adults, do we? And everyone said, no, not at all. Now, I'm not saying in a childish way, but this is a very real issue. And if you've got this and you get it right, then it's wonderful. But if people are not affirmed, bad things can really happen. So I want to tell you a couple of stories. I've got some book recommendations for you. And also I want to help you with how can you help to affirm others if you're in a leadership position? But then equally, how can you go about trying to receive and feel affirmed that you belong? I'd like to start with a book recommendation, which is a man called John Powell. He was a Jesuit priest and author, and he wrote a book. Listen to the title of this. Why am I afraid to tell you who I am? Ooh, isn't that a powerful title? And the book basically says, it came from a conversation he had with somebody, and it was, why am I so afraid to tell you who I really am? Because who I am is all I've got, and what if you don't like it? And this is the big thing that we're talking around today around affirmation is all we've got is who we are and who we are is always changing and evolving anyway. So even once we figure out who we are or who we think we are, if somebody tells us that's not enough, that's not good enough, that doesn't fit, that even worse, that's bad, that's a terrible thing. And it's a really good book to check it out. So it helped me 
to understand that we're a lot more sensitive than we think we are. And we don't get enough proper positive affirmation. We really don't. So I'll give you an example of how I first started to understand this, then we'll move towards how we can help you with your affirmation. I'll never forget, there's a child in my class when I used to be a teacher. She'd be about 18, 19 now, but at the time she was about seven. And in the UK, when you're seven, you start year three. And I was teaching year three, and they've just done year two. So in the end of year two, you do uh, exams called SATs. You do them in year two and year six, and they're to, you know, evaluate how much have you supposedly learned in three years. And this child was top of the class in most things. And she'd been told a lot, you're very clever, you're very clever. Let's call her Sarah. Sarah, you're so clever, you're so clever. And I remember the first few weeks of her being in my class, she seemed very nervous, seemed very anxious. And no matter how well she did in tests or how well she did in, in class, she didn't quite seem happy and satisfied. And I was thinking, this skill is not what I was expecting. And I remember talking to her once. I can still see her face now looking up at me <laughs> when she was talking to me. And she was really nervous and she kept kind of, no matter how much I tried to help her, I don't even remember what we're talking about. She was just not pacified and she just blurted it out. She said, Mr. Quigley, just tell me I'm clever. And I thought, wow. And I said, Sarah, I'm not going to do that. And you should have seen her face fall. And what she thought I meant was, you're not clever. And I said, no, you don't understand. I said, you've got some real potential here and you're doing some really good stuff. I'm going to show you how to be even better. Now, she was seven, so she didn't quite understand it. And her parents weren't too happy with me at the time. But I remember as I started to help her to you know, learn and grow, um, she took off. She 100% took off. And she grew to an incredible level. And I'll never forget, she went to give me a hug. <laughs> and I kind of turned to the side at the time because, you know, it's not a great idea to be hugging. I was a bit more of a fan of high fives. So I said, like, give me a high five. And I turned as she went to hug me and went for a high five. And she kind of bounced off my hip. And I was like, whoops, sorry. <laughs> But the point I'm making is that we helped her to feel affirmed, but properly affirmed, the affirmation of, I can do this stuff. And wow, I'm just starting to learn what I'm really capable of, which is the opposite, which is to basically tell somebody, you're great as you are right now, because for these reasons. So I'll come back to that story. So on an adult level, a lot of the affirmation we get or don't get comes from our, the work that we do, our friends, any communities online or in person that we belong to. Some people get it from religious and political organizations that, and churches and mosques and temples that belong to. Some of these are on the way out and they're not as popular as they should be or could be or used to be. And so we've got a shift in where people get positive affirmation from or where they don't. If you remember last episode, we talked about some parts of life becoming a bit transactional. You do this for me, I'll do this for you. That's not very affirmational. It's kind of tit for tat, you know? There's not a lot of depth to that, or not always. So potentially where we used to get affirmation sources from, maybe we're not getting as much. Or maybe as the world shifts and we grow and evolve and change, that the affirmation we used to get, maybe we've outgrown. We need something new, something different. You know, like when you're a child, you think you want to be told you're clever. Kind of like I was explaining with Sarah, but you don't really, you want to be clever, not just be told. And then equally as an adult, you don't want to be told, well done, Muhammad, good job at work. You want to actually feel that you're doing the good work. And that's a big issue for a lot of people that they say they don't feel they're contributing enough. They don't feel they're making an impact enough. What they're saying is they don't feel affirmed. Yeah. So hopefully I've made the point that this is an issue that we, we, we need to help each other with. And people that aren't affirmed, by the way, 
whether that's adults or even like animals. I've seen it with dogs and things like that. If you don't say, you know, who's a good boy and look after your dog and, and cats and things like that. Animals, humans, the environment, if we don't affirm these things and look after them, treat them as good and give them the care they deserve, they start to fall apart. So it manifests in loneliness and low self-esteem. A lot of people say, I don't feel like I belong. I feel, they feel like something wrong with them. And it can lead to a, a lot of bad things, you know, people that don't like themselves very much or people that even harm themselves. So positive affirmation is a really, really important thing. And it's often treated like an extra part of a performance review. You know, that sandwich thing that people always use, tell them one good thing, tell them one thing to improve and tell them one good thing. I'm not a big fan of that. I think it's too generic. I think we can do better. So let's do it. So I'm going to give you four ways that you can help give positive affirmation to other people. And then I'm going to give four ways that you can go about trying to receive it for yourself. If you're thinking, uh, yes, please, Mike, I don't get enough of that. By the way, parents don't get enough of that. So if you're a parent, well done. I'm sure you're doing your best. The first way to help to affirm somebody, remember to help them feel they're good, they belong just as they are, you know, is to catch them and praise them when they're successful or doing something well. And what I mean by that is not in a performance review, not at the end of a quarter, not when they've made a sale, not when they've done something that's performance related. It might just be a little thing. It might be the way they treat somebody. It might be the way they responded to a random event. It might be a particular bit of effort they've put in, but you catch them and you praise that, yeah? And people love to be praised, they do. If you don't like the word praise, if you think that sounds a bit childish, recognition. Look at the word to recognition, cognition, to know, to re, to, to re-know. Ah, I see again. You are great. Fantastic. I recognize that. Remember, you might be dealing with somebody who works for you, has a particularly low like self-image of who they are. And every time you catch them and say, hey, you're great, just chips away at that. Helps them to think, really, me? It's a great idea. So catch them and praise that, recognize them. Yeah, and sometimes you might even just do that when you think it's a good idea. You have to be careful with that. You don't just go around giving people empty praise, but you might just think, do you know what? It's that person I've not spoken to in a while. I'm going to speak to them and find a way to recognize something about them that's good in the conversation. And if you go looking for good in people, you'll find it, by the way. A second way that you can help give positive affirmation to people, and this is really, really important. I learned this through teaching is something I learned from Carol Dweck. So if you think back to the story I was telling you about Sarah, I'd been trained and very fortunate in how I was as a teacher that you don't praise um, the result of what the person is doing. So I'll give an example. Carol Dweck, if you read her book, Mindset, Carol Dweck, she's been, she's a Harvard professor. She's incredible. I've mentioned her on the podcast before. She's done incredible things in helping people to understand you haven't got it yet power of yet she calls it and a mindset that if you believe you can grow then you will if you believe you're fixed and this is me take it or leave it I can't improve then you will and linking it back to John Powell he has a very brutal quote which is if you're going around as an adult saying this is who I am take it or leave it you really it's an excuse for not growing up and becoming mature <laughs> that's harsh isn't it but what we're saying is if we go around with a fixed mindset thing this is how I am or this is how that person is they can't grow and improve we're, cap we're capping their potential so to come back to what Carol Dweck has taught me it's you praise the effort not the outcome because for example if you say well done Dave you did that really quickly what Dave hears underneath your words is if it takes me longer I'm slow then I'm not good so we have to be really careful that's why I never said to Sarah you're clever 
because that's an isolated moment of saying you're clever now, you're clever forever, and I would capture potential. So you praise the effort, not the speed and not the outcome. Now, if speed and outcome are linked, absolutely. If something has to be done to a deadline, you can praise that, but you, you, be really specific in your praise. Generic praise does not actually affirm people. It actually comes across for adults as patronizing. If I say to you, oh, good job, well done. How's that sound to you? It doesn't sound very authentic, does it? Whereas if I say, I love the way you did that, which demonstrated that, you know, linking it back to people's values or the values of the organization. I love the way you demonstrate integrity in that particular situation or the way that you show fairness to both these people when they were talking to you. That, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. So people feel very, very affirmed by that, that who they are rather than just what they do, who they are is good and very, very specifically. So be really specific in your praise and your recognition of people. Another one which I love to do, and I first did this years ago, is tell people why you like them and be specific with it. I, I first did this as an exercise doing voluntary service in the south of France, maybe 15 years ago. And what I did was I paired up the people and got them sat on this area in the grass near a river and just got them to look into each other's eyes and say one thing they liked about each other. It sounds a bit weird, but... They just went for it. And then they they said one thing, two things, three things. There was hugging. There was just something about looking somebody in the eyes and saying specifically, I love how honest you are. I like how funny you are. I think you're a fantastic person. So tell people why you, why you like them. Don't tell them you like them. Again, that's too generic. It's too inauthentic. Tell them why. You know, I think you're absolutely hilarious. Do you realize that? I can't believe I've never told you how much this means to me, What the way you do this. Tell people why you like them. Because if they're not hearing it from you, and they're not hearing it maybe from their own inner self-talk, the way they talk to themselves, who are they going to hear it from? Yeah, Think about that. Who was the last person told you why and how they liked you? And they were specific about it. We often wait until there's, you know, it's, it, there's been a bad life event or it's too late. And people say, I wish I told them this. Don't wait. Tell them. Tell them. Tell them now. Tell them today. And tell them why. And they, say, and they might say, why are you telling me this? Just because I want to. Because Even better is to say, because I think it's important that you should know this. And the final one, which I've kind of alluded to, to catch people and to help them to be positively affirmed, is don't just tie it into performance. So we said before, don't just praise people related to how well they do. Because sometimes people don't do something well, but the way they did it was actually the right approach and they'll get it next time. But I mean, be more strategic in when you affirm people. So please don't wait until it's a performance review. Don't wait until it's an exit interview because they're leaving the company. Don't just do it at job interviews. Have strategic thinking time to go, right, when and how are we going to affirm these people? I'll give you an example. If somebody has just been off sick or they've just been off with maternity leave or they've been off with stress or they've been off because of a bereavement, it makes some sense, wouldn't it, to spend some time when they come back and go through some of these things and tell them about some of their past successes and why they're so valued and why you like them and give them the opportunity to talk and say, however you are right now, that's okay. If people have taken a hit and they've, I don't know, say they've had a divorce and they've opened up to you, all these things, that's a really good time to catch people and to affirm them. You're not trying to solve their problems. You're not trying to give them a bunch of empty compliments. You're just saying, hey, I see who you are and who you are is good. And that's, and that's, and you belong here, right? It's, so it's something you can do with these four ways kind of randomly, just catch it, just 
why not? But then you can also, if, you, if you're in a leadership position, if you're a parent, if you're a leader, you can be a lot more strategic with this and say, what's this person got going on? Where are they a bit vulnerable? Where would they maybe need some help? So we focus on other people, but let's focus on you now. So when it comes to receiving positive affirmation, <laughs> you can't just go around like Sarah did saying, tell me I'm clever, tell me I'm a, tell me I'm a nice person, please tell me why you love me. I mean, you can do, um, but I wouldn't necessarily suggest it's a good idea. First way is to think about who loves and supports you right now. What I call your support team. Who's that person who loves you no matter how you look that day, <laughs> no matter where you're at in your fitness journey or not, no matter how your work performance is going, right? Who loves you just as you are? And it might be your dog. Like with me, it's my dog. It might be your partner. It might be one of your children. It might be a specific friend. It could be a work colleague. Who loves you just as you are? And interestingly, I remember listening to an audiobook about a, a young girl who's autistic. She had that person in made-up people, in fictional characters, and she used to talk to them and, and be affirmed by that. So it doesn't even have to be a real person. <laughs> All right, but who loves and supports you? You'll get your affirmation from those people. Please don't go looking for it from people that don't know you. Like online, you know, you've got random people. They don't know you. They don't know you that well. They might do, but probably not. So who really loves and supports you just as you are? They'll give you affirmation. Second way to receive positive affirmation to feel like you belong and feel affirmed is actually to help other people. Because when you help other people randomly with acts of kindness, support and charity, what that does is that reminds you of your innate goodness. And I've challenged people on this when people say, it's just selfish to help others. You only do it because you feel good about yourself. I say, well, the people that have been helped with your money, with your time, whatever, they don't care about why you've done it. They just care about the fact you've helped them. And if you feel better about it, that's a bonus as well. So for people say you're only helping other people to help yourself, not necessarily. It's more about understanding that the willingness to help other people reminds us of our potential for innate goodness. And also when you go into help people, start with who's forgotten about, you know, who, who doesn't get a lot of attention. Often it's people that are very positive or people in leadership positions, they don't get a lot of positive affirmation. I tell you that for sure. So helping others will remind you of your innate goodness and help you to think, yeah, I belong here. I've got a lot of good I can give into the world. The third one is a lovely one, which I learned from my father, which is in the way you talk to yourself, please give yourself positive strokes. So you know, like I talk about my dog, Kochi, and you stroke the dog, say, oh, he's a good boy. Oh, I love you, you're a good boy, I love you. Talking to yourself like that, now if that's not comfortable for you, and you think, I don't really like to talk to myself like that, it's a bit weird. Maybe save it for special occasions, just before a job interview, just before you're about to do a performance at work, just before you've done something, or just after you've done something, when you, you know, you're nervous or you're stressed, that's the time to talk to yourself positively. You can remind yourself of all of your achievements and all the things you've done well. I started doing this about oh, 15 years ago, and it really helps me. I'll give you an example, silly example. I was driving into Manchester, and Man driving into Manchester can be busy and stressful. And I just kept giving myself positive strokes, affirming myself, you're a good driver, nice, stay nice and calm, you can do this, just get yourself parked, you'll be fine. And it worked, and I got myself parked, I got myself there and back, and it was no problem. But if I hadn't given myself the positive strokes and affirmed myself, I might have got a bit more stressed out. And then the final way to receive positive affirmation is, now firstly make sure it's from somebody who knows you well and, and really likes you, is ask them like you gave it before to other people and told them why you like them, ask them why they like you and pay attention to language. I learned a lot about this uh, through my business, Kataholos, is when people give me testimonials and reviews, uh, I listen to the words they say about why they like my training courses or why they like my products. 
because in a way they know me better than I do because they're telling me the, the way that I make them feel and results they give. So listen to why people like you. They might surprise you. I had somebody say to me, I, I love speaking to Michael because I feel so calm afterwards. That was not something I ever thought I could do. It makes you think, you think, oh, that's, that's lovely. So ask them why, because we all want to belong. And if you make sure that you make this a priority for yourself in your life, the biggest benefit is you'll feel welcome wherever you go because you'll feel affirmed. I'm here, I belong, I'm good, and I can bring that into wherever I go. And if we don't receive and give enough positive affirmation, then no matter where we go, we just got the big old empty hole inside and nothing can fill it. So check out John Powell, Why Am I Afraid to Say Who, Who I Am? It's a really good book. It's quite a heavy book. But it's really good. Carol Dweck, she does talks on growth mindset or she has a book mindset. Really good. Think about how you give positive affirmation specifically and strategically to other people, perhaps in your organization, your team, your family. And then please make sure you focus on receiving it. Like I said right at the start, we don't get enough of it from the right people. We have people that don't know us very well, insulters, and then we think that's who we are. It's not who we are. Who you are is innate. Who you are is good, and who you are belongs. So try just one thing from today. Hopefully it can help you to be positively affirmed. And even if you don't, I'd like to just give you some affirmation now. Listen to this right now. I think you're brilliant. I do, just as you are. I think you're absolutely brilliant. So just remember, until we talk again, somebody somewhere loves you, just as you are, very, very much. Okay, take care, and speak soon. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Catalyst podcast. If you did, please share it. It's one of the best ways to make sure more people listen to it. You can copy and paste it into WhatsApp, into emails, share it on your social media. Make sure if you enjoy it to leave a review. I love to read reviews. And also make sure you click on the link in the show notes to get yourself, if you like this podcast, a copy of the five types of motivation. See you soon.